today on CityCast Salt Lake. It seems like we've all finally woken up to the fact that the Great Salt Lake is at DEFCON 2. Even Governor Cox and Speaker Brad Wilson have been vocal about making the lake a legislative priority. But what does that actually mean in terms of action? KUER's Emily Means is here to break it down. It's Tuesday, February 8th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Emily Means, welcome to CityCast Salt Lake. Welcome back to CityCast Salt Lake. Allie, thank you so much for having me back. I'm so excited. We're here today. We're gathered here today because uh, we've talked quite a bit on this show about the problem at the Great Salt Lake. She's in a very bad way. Yeah. And I'm excited to talk to you about some of the action that's being taken on this problem. But first, I think we have to address the fact that it does feel like for a lot of people, myself included, this crisis kind of came out of nowhere. Like we went from, oh, the Great Salt Lake, isn't it nice? It's kind of stinky to we're in an absolute crisis here. Do you feel the same way? I feel the exact same way. And I'm kind of ashamed to tell you that because, uh, you know, for for scientists, for environmentalists, um, this did not come out of nowhere. This is right. something <laughs> they've been talking about for decades. Um, but for me, I mean, I hadn't thought of, I don't think about the Great Salt Lake unless, you know, it's a stormy day and that stormy wind blows the smell into Salt Lake City. Right. You know, that that classic lake smell. So, yep. um, yeah. So this kind of surprised me. Um, but I, I definitely see that there's an issue now. And I think that's where everyone else is. Like, this is really um, a tipping point for the lake. And we've we finally collectively realized that. Mm-hmm. And it's not just you and I that are finally listening to activists. It seems like state leaders have really taken notice. And last year, Governor Cox even announced that a pretty sizable chunk of his budget was going to be dedicated to addressing, assessing and addressing the ramifications of the shrinking Salt Lake. Can you sort of like give me the quick and dirty on that? In Cox's proposal, uh, he's he's requesting $50 million, around $50 million for the lake. Now, he was kind of short on the details. Like, what what will those $50 million go towards? Um, uh, I was kind of thinking, you know, maybe they'll just throw the money into the lake and that will help solve and it will float. the problem. And it will float. Okay, but wait, $50 million, I'm actually surprised by how small that number is because the talk around it was that it was a big investment. But in terms of the size of the governor's budget, is that a big investment? I think the takeaway is it's more than it has been before. Everyone agrees that we want to keep water in the lake. If we don't keep water in the lake, it has many far-reaching impacts. Obviously, the toxic dust storms is a big one. Um, impacts to snow, right? And our snowpack here, that's big. But the those are effect. also Exactly, the lake effect. Um, those are economic issues as well, though. So I think that... You know, they are thinking about this from an economic perspective. Uh, there's uh, mineral extraction happening at the lake. There's brine shrimp harvesting. There's recreation that hinges on it being a beautiful place, right? So it's also a climate change issue, of course. But I think that, you know, any way you want to come at this, um, it's important that people come together. So state leaders really set up the importance here of this issue. 
now we're in the legislative session. What are we seeing in terms of action? So right now we're seeing a lot of like general water conservation bills. You know, we had this historic drought and this is something that's on a lot of people's minds. So those water conservation bills will help the lake in that they in in that if we use less water then more water goes to the lake right there is one bill that creates this long-term funding for great salt lake uh, and that basically uses revenue from mineral extraction and invests it into this fund to manage water levels at the lake okay and then um the other bill uh that kind of complements this one, formally acknowledges that keeping water in natural sources is a good thing. And Ali, this is something that actually really surprised me (laughs) that we weren't already doing this. Yeah. Basically, our philosophy in Utah has been if you don't, if you're not using your water rights, then that's bad. Like, Hmm. if we're not using the water, that is a bad thing. And so this bill says, no, it's actually okay if we don't use the water and we keep it in the natural sources. That's a beneficial use. Just kind of acknowledging that um, this bill would basically allow people who hold water rights, like farmers, uh, to be paid to keep the water in the source. And that means that it will flow to the lake. Hmm. These are kind of, you know, these two bills that go hand in hand because we can use some of that funding from the first bill to, uh, you know, support keeping it in the in the source. And what what chances do those bills have in the legislature? I think they have great chances because um, House Speaker Brad Wilson supports them. First of all, it's sort of disheartening that before now we couldn't agree that it was good to not use more water than necessary. But to your point earlier, like, we'll take it. (laughs) Um, We might have some legislative sessions between now and next year, but we also might not. And so does this mean this is probably a very silly question, but does this mean we could have a whole year of no more action other than these two bills potentially? I don't know. It does. It it's tricky, though, because it feels like we can't waste any more time. Right. Like if we have another bad drought year like we did last year. That's bad news for the lake. (laughs) When I asked Brad Wilson about the Bear River diversion, he told me like essentially his he needed to learn more about it. Stuart Adams, the Senate president, does not need to learn more about it. In fact, in his opening day remarks this legislative session, he said, we are building the Bear River Diversion. Um, And just a little more brief background on this. The Bear River Project is essentially to support population growth in northern Utah. So it will divert water from the Bear River, Mm -hmm. Great Salt Lake's biggest tributary to support population growth. And uh, the Department of Natural Resources thinks this project could lower the lake by about a foot. But environmentalists think it will lower the lake by multiple feet. So it's going to have a huge impact on Great Salt Lake. Yeah. I can't not think about when we talk about water in the West. I can't not think about. Have you been watching the show Hacks? No. Okay. What is that? No, well, we can it, talk about that it later. centers <laughs> around this like very wealthy main character who's a comedian in Vegas, but she's constantly having like the water police called on her. And there's this poor guy that has to go out to her house almost every day and be like, stop watering your lawn in the middle of Vegas. Um, but I think about that a lot when I think about water policy and the 
in the right. West. Well, do you remember it was like a couple of years ago, um, this reservoir in Farmington just like totally got drained because uh, water users had heard that um, like the water district was going to start shutting off water or something as a conservation effort. And so they just drained it. <laughs> They were like, you're not going to tell us how to water our lawns. So like the whole city of Farmington just like collectively decided to drain the reservoir. Yeah, I think so. We should fact check that probably. Yeah, we definitely should. But (laughs) whoa. Before we throw shade at Farmington. But the way the way we've thought about water in this state is, again, like use it or lose it. Um and in fact, it's like really use it and lose it. And that's kind of where we're at now. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm glad we're coming to that collective agreement, albeit a little bit too late, but better late than never. And to your point, like this climate crisis that we're in, it feels like time is everything. And so I think my fear as a Salt Lake City resident is... Okay, the legislature is acknowledging the problem, and we all know that that's the first step. But if they're not going to meet for another year, if state leaders aren't going to take more than $50 million of action on this issue, that's really frightening. Yeah. I mean, we could just live in a dried up dust bowl, you know, in the next year or two. I don't I don't like to head down this path because, like, uh, I have so much climate anxiety <laughs> already (laughs) and I'm sure a lot of people our age feel that way too and even younger this sounds really sad and pessimistic I know well what do we do do you have any suggestions for people on what we do is there a good way to support these two bills it sounds like they already have a pretty good future in the house yeah they have uh, a lot of support Um, I think both have already passed the house at the time we're having this conversation okay so that's a that's really hopeful. Okay. Well, Emily, here's a question for you. Valentine's Day is coming up. You have the job of covering the legislative session, which I say this a lot on the show, can be a dark and gloomy time. What's making you happy right now? What are you looking forward to? I love getting cheese from Caputo's and that really brings me a lot of joy. So Mm -hmm. if that's if that's anything, I might get myself like a little chunk of cheese and a nice little chocolate bar and um, and celebrate my love of place that way. Yeah. Well, we have to find joy and delight when we're tackling these enormous and anxiety inducing problems. So Emily Means, thanks for being here on CityCast Salt Lake and bringing us just a, a couple morsels of good news, action, the right direction from the Utah legislature. Thanks, Allie. One more thing before we go. That story Emily brought up about the reservoir in Farmington, I did fact check it. And according to a 2018 piece in the Salt Lake Tribune, 25 million gallons had been drained from the reservoir overnight, leaving it empty. So local officials slapped a $50 fine on residents overusing water for the first time and a complete disconnection from the water system on the third offense. Apparently, they issued 400 citations during just the first weekend of implementing this policy. And the district's board of trustees does believe that some people who received citations may have watered their lawns the entire night in a quote-unquote vindictive effort to make a point. Many also left angry calls and some threatened to sue the district. 
Oof, maybe we have come a long way. That's our show today on CityCast Salt Lake. I just want to thank Seth, who wrote over the weekend, saying he's so glad Salt Lake has this podcast and that it feels like a modern AM radio station. I'm very into that review. And if you'd like to leave a similar one, you can do that on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thank you, friends. It really helps. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Well, that's why it's a team effort, you know? I might get that tattooed on my arm. Team effort? Or record record the Zoom Zoom call. call. Are you recording the (laughs) Zoom call?